Everyone, remain calm. Welcome to the 67th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we'll cover some news. In the audio segment, we'll listen to Gary Rydstrom and more talk about creating the sounds from Jurassic Park. And in an extended version of the audio segment, James Hawkins and Steve Hurl from Jurassic Unicast and a pop-in by their friend Glenn will join me to talk about the most memorable sounds from Jurassic Park. Before we get into the show, I wanted to give you an update on our website, as we now have a video section available for you to enjoy all our latest videos. In the navigation on JurassicParkPodcast.com, you'll now see videos where you can click through and find the most recent podcast videos, other bonus videos, commentaries, and more. Hopefully, it'll help you find all our most interesting content a little bit easier. Make sure to check it out and share it with everybody you know. But we've got a packed episode, so why don't we start things off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. James Hawkins from this week's episode sent us a great article from earlier in the year on a recent classification of a new species of dinosaur. Bear with me as I try to pronounce this. The Spiclipius chaporum looks somewhat akin to the Triceratops, but with a very different head frill. This dinosaur, found a decade ago, has been newly classified and differentiates from the Triceratops due to the positioning of the spikes above its eyes and the spikes along the frill. It's an awesome looking beast that they say would have been around 10 years old when it died. You have to check out this impressive creature, so I'm going to make sure to leave photos and a link to the full article in our show notes. Thanks, James. Our friend Ectogaza on Instagram sent us a great creation over at ideas.lego.com featuring a Main Street Lego set from Jurassic World. This awesome set includes the corner set piece from the film that we saw get destroyed by the Indominus and Rex fight. The set also comes with Owen, Claire, Zach, Gray, and Zara, two Pteranodons, and a few other accessories. It's an awesome looking set that needs your help to come to fruition. I'll include a link to the Lego idea where you can sign in and help support this awesome project. These creations need 10,000 supporters to go into review and hopefully make it to the shelves. Head to our show notes to find a link and give it your support. This week we have a few great birthdays that we have to acknowledge. Ariana Richards' birthday was this past Sunday the 11th. Actually, I forgot about it last week, but Lauren Lapkus, a.k.a. Vivian from Jurassic World, celebrated her birthday last Tuesday the 6th. Both director Colin Trevorrow and producer Frank Marshall have birthdays on Tuesday the 13th, followed by Sam Neill's birthday on Thursday the 14th. Happy birthday to everybody, and this franchise wouldn't be the same without you all. Oh, there it is. There it is. 
Oh, you're fire. Do not fire. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Boy, do I hate being right all the time. We're gonna have to drop the can. Are you ready? One, two, come on. Before we get into our big discussion segment this week, I wanted to play a section from the behind the scenes of Jurassic Park to give an introduction to our look at the sounds of the film. In this clip, you'll hear from Gary Rydstrom, Steven Spielberg, Chris Boys, and narrator James Earl Jones as they discuss creating the sounds from scratch. Take a listen. Jurassic's animators were creating dinosaurs that looked absolutely real, yet they would not be fully brought to life until one crucial element was added. Sound. The truth is that no one knows what they sound like, and uh, the paleontologists, they have no idea because vocal cords and all that wouldn't survive. The directions we got were the same that uh, the visual effects people got, which is to make it like an animal. I just really trusted Gary and just said, go create dinosaur sounds that don't sound like Godzilla or Rodan, and uh, make them sound real, but also make them sound big and deep. And Gary just went off and created these sounds that were wonderful. The first thing we did was record a lot of raw material from living animals and then piece them together in interesting ways. Gary really wanted to start with a clean slate rather than taking sounds out of a library. He wanted to go out and have me collect sounds of, in every form so that every sound would be a new sound never heard before by any other audience. I went out with ideas of what sounds we needed to gather. I found myself just moving around all, all over the place looking for sounds. Oftentimes I'd get lucky and come across, you know, strange circumstances that provided great audio events. When we go out in the field and we record what ends up to be a lot of garbage, and then when we come across something we like, I sample it. We, we put it in the computer and then I can manipulate it here. So now it's on a keyboard, you can perform it. And then very quickly, you can get a sense of what these raptors are doing. The fierce scream of the raptors is actually a mix of two rather harmless marine animals. The first sound was a dolphin we recorded underwater, and it made this high-pitched scream. It was really horrific. And then I would combine that with a walrus the walrus had a deep, resonant chest cavity roar. And between the two, it blended into a single scream that sounded like a scary animal who was also big. One of my favorite sequences is the T-Rex coming out of the woods and eating a gallimimus. The sound people can really appreciate the animation for the scene because we're looking for little cues to put sounds in. And there was a very sad moment in that scene where the galley is first attacked by the T-Rex, but still alive. Then he looks up at the T-Rex in a sort of last-ditch effort to either beg for forgiveness or see what's hitting him, I don't know which. There's this real poignant moment. So we put this, the most poignant horse cry I could find, just in that little moment where he looks up and then gets clobbered. And of course, the T-Rex shaking and killing the Gallimimus is just my dog playing with a rope toy. <laughs> There's a synergy that happens. If the visuals are working really well, 
then the sound works really well, too. I mean, you can't have one without the other, I think. They create a whole that's stronger than the parts. It's so interesting to me to hear them build these things from the ground up, and it's really cool to hear such innocent animals turned into brutal killing machines via sound design. I'll leave a link in our show notes for you to check out the video on YouTube. Now, let's get into the discussion with Steve and James from Jurassic Unicast, where we discuss the sounds of Jurassic Park. This week we are doing things a little bit different and I have James Hawkins and Steve Hurl here joining me today uh, in an, an extended version of the audio segment. Uh, we're going to actually take a listen to some of our favorite sounds from the first film, uh, Jurassic Park obviously. Uh, how's it going guys? I'm good, my yeah. dude. Very good. <clears throat> doing good, doing good. Um, you know, I I, uh, I think I, I grabbed this idea from one of you guys uh, a long time ago. And uh, it took us a while to get up to this, but uh, I think it's going to be really good because you can tell there's so much hard work put into creating these sounds. Um, and it's something that needed uh, needed to be done right to bring this story to life. And it obviously worked because it spawned uh, three different sequels. There's just To me, there's just so many moments that stand out as things that I'll never forget, um, whether it's a dinosaur noise or a vehicle or even just a random noise in the movie and uh, I guess even somebody's actions in the film. I just think there's so much to go through and sift through today. So, um, and uh, actually, initially, I wanted to do the entire you know, franchise, and that's my, that was my post I put out online was for the entire franchise. But as I started diving into the project a little bit, I decided to break it up by film. So we'll eventually get to each one of those, and uh, I'll bring these guys back to help me talk about it. Um, and also here today, we'll go over some of your responses from the, that poll question online. Um, so guys, without di- diving too deep just yet, um, what is it about the sounds in these films that uh, works for you guys? Steve? Um, well, they're just so iconic, aren't they? And memorable. And if you were to hear those sounds, which a lot of these things, like the T-Rex roars, have been used in many recent films, including a lot of Georgian's ones now, you just know and you can picture that scene again. Yeah. Which uh, I know a lot of films now, you don't really have that, do you? No, yeah, so, you're right. It's, it is kind of tough to call out different films nowadays. I mean, you can say like maybe that transformer noise whenever they decide to you know transform that's a pretty unique one um yeah but but like yeah i'm i'm actually having a hard time that for some reason that was the only one that came to my mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you hear that t-rex roar from anything they did it in the angry birds movie didn't they oh did they i didn't i didn't get a chance yeah. to see that quite a few films yeah. that in yeah even, the, um, even in avatar one of the, the one of the yes. cat things goes after him he, he roars like it yeah, and, um, and the horses I think use or whatever they are, they're they're like mm, alien horses. They sound. do that raptor sound. Like, yeah, I like the uh, you know um, Toy Story the uh, the Rex. Yeah, he does a little roar then when he chases after the car, and I think it's number two. <laughs> I think so. T Rex yeah, roar is very very iconic. Well, that it's that type of roar that's iconic though, isn't it? T Rex has got quite a lot of different sounds. Of course, but none, I think none ever sound as good as that one, you know? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's the thing. Like, for these films, the way these dinosaurs look, to me, that's how a dinosaur looks. The way they sound, that's how a dinosaur sounds. Um, Whenever I see some 
you know, some uh, documentary on TV or, or, or wherever. It just doesn't seem yeah. as good. It doesn't bring it to life as <laughs> much. No, I'll tell you like, that's not a T-Rex rule. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's so iconic from all the different noises. And like I said, we're going to dive into so many of them. And I think there's a certain thing that actually makes these noises work. Um, and I want to actually play a voicemail here. Uh, first, before we get into everything, just to kind of set the tone for Jurassic Park, um, he's going to touch a little bit on the sequels, but um, I think it's going to work well with what we're going to do here today. So uh, let's take a listen to that. Fingers crossed. Hello, Jurassic Park podcast. Spaceman Spooky here. So for me, what Jurassic World was missing the most was experiential moments. So in Jurassic Park, for example, when the team was waiting for something to happen while they were in the Ford Explorer, you were there. You were waiting in suspense with them, not just, you know, in your seat, but you were on the island with them because of the sounds. You heard the island noise and the bug chirps and those things. Uh, I would have loved to have heard those in Jurassic World, uh, to hear the noises when the kids were inside the hamster ball or to hear what was going on in the monorail, the echoes of the other people, and to be there in the working theme park and just not have it be a visual experience from my perspective but also to have an audio experience from my perspective and not from just the character's perspective. Uh, the audio, to me, was very focused on particular things in Jurassic World and had too much filler music and not enough silence to get the full you-are-here type of experience that we had from previous films. So, yeah, yeah that was that was from Spaceman Spooky, uh, awesome Twitter user out there. So uh, thank you so much for that. And I think it, it really describes it well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I, I agree with him, to be fair. Like as much as I love the sounds in Jurassic World, but what what I think he nails is you know um, when they're sitting outside waiting for the the T Rex and like the T Rex doesn't want to be fed, he wants to hunt. That bit is it's so um, like silent, isn't it? Apart from just the jungle sounds. Yeah, and I. I think that's due to um, John Williams and I guess Stephen, you know, obviously had a part in that too. But they took the time to figure out where our soundtrack belonged. And so many moments in Jurassic Park, um, they decided didn't need a score. You know, they just wanted to have the atmosphere. And that's what he's talking about in that in that uh, voicemail. Mm-hmm. And, and it works so well. And it helps to, I guess, um, you know, bring out those sound effects and make them more pronounced. In a way that I guess Jurassic World didn't, you know, and it's true. It it, it kind of does go from scene to scene very quickly. There's always music, and you can barely think of a moment in Jurassic World without, you know, the uh, a tune behind it. Yeah, mm. but I think the only time they captured that quite well was possibly when they were talking when Wu and Masrani were talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there was a few scenes like that, and it, it uh, trying the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it helps to build that like tenseness i think and that's what they used it as a lot in jurassic uh, park because you're sitting there on the edge of your seat and it kind of um draws you in closer you know to kind of listen and hear these things and um those are the things that we're going to get into here today um so actually why don't we just dive into the first one here it's actually the the brachiosaurus scene um it's one of those things for me that kind of um it's so iconic, and it's the first introduction that you get, the first real introduction to a dinosaur, um, and one of those things that you'll never forget, that sound. And, and I guess they used so many different kinds of animal. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like these whales, like kind of just above-ground whales, just like making all these noises. 
and land whales. Yeah, the land whales for sure with long necks, and Damn. it's just an awesome, awesome sound. Uh, one that I, I won't ever forget. Also, I guess you got to give it up for those footsteps too. It just yeah, creates yeah. that full atmosphere as you're staring upon those things. I love it. You know what I always wondered about that scene is how when I approached it, they didn't see a 50-foot <laughs> massive animal. Because them trees are big, but they're not that big, are they? And I swear they come from around that corner where the actual Brachiosaurus was. Yeah, well, I guess they set it up well by showing that like Ellie wasn't paying attention. She's looking at the at the plant. But yeah. um but yeah, I guess uh, maybe if you're coming over that ridge, maybe they're hiding a little bit, but but that noise and uh just the way these things are biting at the trees and stomping like that. That was yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah. impressive noise. Yeah, so, I, I can imagine. You can imagine when you if you were there, that just vibrating the whole floor, couldn't you? Oh yeah. yeah. And especially have, have this. I went when I was in Thailand. I went to uh, when when elephant back riding, and honestly, when they when they absolutely go off on one, it scares the crap out of you because you don't expect it, and it's so such a deep sound. As much as high pitched as that was, in real life, that sound would honestly vibrate through your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so and that's it. oh, that's one of the things that you get in the theater with this film. Oh yeah, you don't get it from home, do you? You only no. get that. In the Oh, I guess unless you have like an awesome surround sound, but in the theater, it's it's so impressive. And I, you know, I just saw it, a, I guess a few months back, and it was it was so awesome. Yeah, I went and watched the re-release. Did you watch the re-release when they did it on three D? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, See what though, Elliot'd be like my missus, like not paying attention, looking at a leaf or leaf. something, yeah. or a or, or <laughs> manual in the back of the proxy chair. <laughs> Fiddling about with the radio. That's, yeah. That'd be him, though, that would. <laughs> Start that during a film. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's looking at the wallpaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. All right, well, let's see here. The next one I have is the... Um, this one for me is, is super iconic, and it really sets the tone for how um how scary these creatures are and this one is obvious it doesn't need any explanation here i love that squeal yeah that, that's just class yeah it's just so guttural and like so terrifying the yeah. just that that like deep like <laughs> Yeah, Stu that's crazy, crazy pitch. noise. It's hard to, from that sound. It's really hard to work out how many animals was in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. This is like a frenzy. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite raptor sound is probably the squeal that noise. You know the one. I like that, the um, like the, the rumble. Oh, the rumble. Yeah, I do like I the barking. That noise. Barking's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> noise is pretty cool. <laughs> I could uh, just listen to you guys make the the uh, dinosaur noises all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we don't have conversations, Mr. Steve. We just bark at each other and make yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you know the, the the interesting thing is the the Velociraptors themselves are made of so many 
different types of noises. And it's not like um, the T-Rex, I, you know, it has a lot of different sounds and roars, but the, the raptors are so, so varied in, in the ways that they sound. It's, it's really, really yeah. crazy how much, um, how much was put into creating these. It just like throughout the movie, there's so many different calls and chirps and and squeals. It's it's yeah. really crazy, and I'm glad that they took that time and didn't just make it uh, you like a one trick pony. Yeah, it would get. I know what you're saying. Like I think something like that that's supposed to be so intelligent. I guess it makes sense for them to have different types of uh, calls to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things that they always settle upon is the communication skills of the raptor. So it makes sense. It's clever how they make the sounds, though, isn't it? Like that's like, a, isn't it like a walrus and a dolphin or something mixed together? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that one one of those noises. I forget which one, but um, that's exactly what it is. It's clever how they do it. I'd love to have a go with one of the keyboards that they've got that's connected up to sort of just you know play around and make a different sound. Because I wonder how like. If you're the person that, whether it's just, is it just one person that does the sounds or is it multiple people like have a go and what do you think of this as the Indominus sound? And it's like they play about four keys and it sounds just awesome or something. Well, I think, um, I th- I don't know about nowadays, maybe they have a team, but back then I believe there was just like a guy that went around, you know, and uh, recorded all these sounds. And um, it's something oh, actually I think I've played on this on uh, this episode is, is a behind the scenes clip of how they made it and uh yeah it's you just kind of go around it recording these different animals and play around with them like like on a keyboard or just uh you know in your in your software here and uh like for instance i have a chart here that says what's in a raptor and it says african crane dolphin walrus goose horse tortoise so you know i guess if you mix (laughs) yeah if you mix all those sounds together eventually it'll create a raptor and i guess it really depends on the different levels that you're bringing these animals up to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd love to see that. what a tortoise sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you don't really hear them talk too much, do you? No. Nah. <laughs> Not unless they're mating. Yeah. I think yeah. that's actually I think that's the uh the picture on this graph is actually them mating, so <laughs> Okay, there we go. <laughs> it makes sense. No further questions. Yep, yep. They <laughs> uh, go for it, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the dinosaurs, to me, something that stands out is um, is when these vehicles pull up to the the visitor center, the the, the Ford Explorers. You hear like all these different sounds, and it, it sounds like a tour vehicle. It sounds like it's running on electric power, and uh, it's no, 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 no drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Yeah, you hear that whining of the of the car moving. Um, yeah, do you know what? I love that. I love that. It makes you feel like um, like you're on. Like it does make you feel like you're on a ride. Uh huh. Exactly. And the, especially these touch screens and everything, and the the Richard Kylie bits. Yeah, down to the audio. Yeah. Person narrating sounds very theme parky. Exactly, and that's that's what they're going for. They want this to sound like a real experience that you can go to a park and, and witness. Mm-hmm. It worked. It did work. But, you know, um, I remember thinking back to the episode that you had when you uh, was chatting to the, the guy about how 
the theme park just wouldn't work. Uh huh. Yeah, like it, it wouldn't, would it? <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> really. I mean, it would be a great idea, and a, you know, a lot of elements would. And but loads of them scan around, like, mm-hmm. like infinite. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many just variables that would make it, you know, fall and collapse. It's just. You know, when you're dealing with such vicious creatures like that, I don't think you can help it. It's just bound to to fail. Yeah. I think um I think Jurassic Park uh Jurassic Park, sorry, Jurassic World um had the right idea. I think if it would work, it would work how that worked. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, more more uh more realistically, I think, than Jurassic Park. Well, I think it um, it shows that when you get too complacent and um, I guess too cocky, so, you know, it uh, shows that you know it'll be your downfall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of these one of these stupid sounds that is particular to me, I guess. Um, I'm yeah. a drummer, and uh, it's one of these things that I love. And every ever <laughs> since this um. This movie came out. I've been like playing this beat, whether it's in my own car or just randomly throughout the day. I, I got to give this um, this Gold Bloom drumming bit uh, a little play here. <laughs> it's it, it's nothing special. It's not like you know it took it's some sound of impatience, isn't it? I, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. It's not like it's like some crazy engineering went into that, but. It was a choice of of Goldblum. I don't think Steven Spielberg sat there and like, I need you to make this specific clapping noise on your pants. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's just a choice of Goldblum. We know he's really eccentric, and uh, yeah. it's just one of those it's things just, that really piques my interest. It? it is totally. He probably just said, just just do what what you'd do if you were bored. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably the uh, way they set it up for sure. On your dinosaur ride. <laughs> yeah. uh, hello. Yes. But yeah, no. It's that that may make it. an appearance. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no, I've ruined it. No. <laughs> no, you just set it up. It's fine. Um, and even moving on further, you know, you um, we talked about this a little bit before, but as these vehicles are moving, you hear that noise. And then you also get that silence. Um, you get to hear like everything moving, and and you get to hear the the wilderness uh, or the jungle uh, making its its own noises, and that's one of the things that that always stands out to me and and people like Space Fan Spooky on Twitter, where you just hear the elements of the the place to make you feel like you're there. It gives it an essence of like being alive as well, doesn't it? It's not it, you mm-hmm. know it's not a movie set when they've got all the the extras in like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get to hear like, like, like some of the stuff is on site, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It makes you feel like you could go and visit this place for real. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear all the birds chirping. I want and stuff. to. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I think um, Jurassic Park has more of a remote feel than like I think Jurassic World feels actually like a destination that's in the world. Like you could just go there on holiday. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jurassic Park felt a bit more. Um, Oh, it's raw. Yeah, it is. It's very remote. Like only it's like some something you don't you, you only know about if you know the right people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> but unless you have a coupon date. <laughs> yeah. Then then we can show up for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, but that's that's the funny thing is like the silence. It doesn't need some sort of tune. And when you're when you're in Jurassic World, anytime you're in like a gyrosphere or or the monorail, you hear like the, I guess uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the Hammond uh, overture or something like that. And you get to hear like this fanfare, sort of like you're on. It's a small world, you know. Yeah. Uh, but in these scenes like this, you get to hear that goat. You get to hear these birds yeah. and, and chirping sounds in the background. It makes you really wonder, like, what's beyond those um, those trees. I remember when I was... In... Yeah, I was saying, it brings you in closer because you're thinking, what is making those sounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and... really have to yeah, look into it. It's one of those things that, like, kind of helps to make you jump off your seat when you when you hear something crazy, uh, you know, a loud banging noise or something. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. I, when when that scene came on, and from like just from watching the film over and over again, like I always wondered, like um, you know, when it pans across the screen and you can see all the jungle in the background. Uh-huh. I, when I was younger, obviously I didn't think practically behind it of how they would make the film. It was more I, I kept looking out to see if I could see like a T Rex head sticking through the through the trees. Yeah. When I, when I, this was like when I was really little. I didn't really understand how films were made and stuff. And uh, but obviously growing up watching that and looking, it made it add that extra um, atmosphere when watching that scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've remembered I, while I was thinking about that. I remembered another scene in Jurassic World where they did actually use the sounds, but it's only a very small amount of time. It's when Owen before the raptors come out chasing the pig. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You but it's so the, short. It sounds like a kookaburra or, or a howler monkey or something. That sort of sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the, the pig comes storming through, and then you hear you hear all that music. Um, and it does yeah, yeah. kind of overtake you, you know. Um, you know, after thinking about this a lot, it might, it might like, take it down a notch for me in my, in my book if I, uh, if I get too, like, over bombarded by by the sound or the sound of music, I guess. Yeah, I think certain certain um, scores really add to the tension, but I think it's a time that it is it is down to I don't know who's in charge of picking when the sounds go in certain scenes and films. Who's in charge of that? Um, specifically, I, I don't really know at the moment. <laughs> Nah, you don't I'm know. Sure. No, it's just it's just like because obviously the, whoever did the first one, like whoever was in charge of that actual, you know, right, John Williams. I don't want your tune to come in until so and so. Is it the editor? Maybe, um, someone like that. They obviously knew how to create tension, and hopefully, um, J A. Bayona knows how to you know, fill in to create that tension again. Well, yeah, I think um, I think that's something that he's going to really um, bring to the table. He's going to bring that atmosphere of, like, you know, like uh, terror and, and uh, fear. And I think that's part of of um, part of the, the equation, I guess, is, is having that silence that you need to build up that moment. And um, I notice a lot in Jurassic World, you get a lot of, like, strings rising to create that tension for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. doing the job for you when maybe in Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park it doesn't. You know, it kind of just the tension builds on its own. 
yeah, I think uh, Jurassic Park had quite a bit of time to let tensions build, whereas Jurassic World was quite rushed and needed a lot put in the film. So maybe that's why they used the music to build tension quicker. Mm-hmm. That's good. Actually, that's true. You might be right there, mate. To be yeah. fair, um, didn't think of that. Like, it. Well, it, I wouldn't say it wouldn't wasn't rushed, but it was. There's a lot of stuff. It to was. Put in it the was. Film. It was quickly pay, paced, wasn't it? It was. Um, like yeah. I remember when we were just commentating on it. It was just like, oh my god, the scene's gone before we even <laughs> finished talking about. <laughs> yeah. When it, it was, though, wasn't it? Totally. Yeah. And I think. Um, so I think I think that pace is is almost part of this problem with the sounds and the and the score and the different audio um, because you're trying to rush and fit in so much in a short period of time. And I don't know, for some reason, uh, well, I guess bringing it back to Jurassic World, you, you have what you have is you have maybe some audio from the, the characters talking. You have a lot of explosions and stuff, you know, to, to try to fit in there. You have dinosaur noises, you know, stomping and, and roaring vehicles and sometimes all those noises are in one scene so it's almost and and along with the soundtrack itself it's kind of bombarding you and and over producing that moment yeah but my god does it sound good in um the cinema yeah oh definitely i'm not i you know i'm not trying to like say it's bad but it um it's different yeah and it's not you know i think it's more so just the way movies are made today is is that bombardment of of like a wall of sound coming your way um yes so it's we not about explosions. the silence <laughs> yeah for some reason i guess uh you know michael bay has has instilled in us that we need explosions every 10 seconds <laughs> exactly otherwise we're just going to fall asleep listening to nature <laughs> <laughs> i think you know but that's that's kind of what jurassic world is saying you know it's a it's um an observation on real life but also doing the same thing at the same time. So it's kind of saying people don't have the time to listen to this without being distracted by their phones or whatnot. And we need to be in their face at all moments. So hopefully, um, I don't know, hopefully they'll, they'll take a different route in the, in the next film. Yeah. Just slow it down a bit and see what happens. Yeah. Um, this, this next one here is actually, it does have music. It's got music behind it, but, um, it's one of those things that when I listen to the soundtrack, this song comes on. It always makes me think of a certain mood, first off. But I also do tend to hear those sound effects that are playing in the scene itself. And um, maybe maybe it works for you guys too, but you get to hear Nedry stealing these embryos. And if you listen, there's so many sound effects. That's odd. Specifically those noises, like I always hear, you know, that pulling up of the the embryo container there every time I listen to it. All these beeping and, you know, putting the embryos inside, everything just really stands out. So when I'm listening to it in the car, I kind of like mouth these different sounds and make these noises myself. Yeah. (laughs) Especially this. Yeah, I like the, I like the sound when um, the you know the, the, the computers 
Bleep, 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 bleep. That's yeah. a bit of R2D2, didn't it? <laughs> Like even even moving on to the vehicles in this moment, like you hear all this like the sound of the rain going in the the splashing and everything. It's just so awesome, and the way they sound design this is is perfect. When you um, listen to the music on its own, it sounds like really like a really early '90s computer game, like you'd find on, on the <laughs> Mega Drive or what was the American one, the Genesis. Sega Genesis, yeah, Genesis, yeah. Right, yeah, gentlemen, I've got Glenn here. Hello, everyone. Oh, hey, Glenn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in the background listening and giving his pennies worth when uh, when I feel the right time to. I'll <laughs> <laughs> right, carry on. Anyway, carry on. I'm checking the chicken. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't sound very good. I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> All right. So this is um this is a very quick um clip here, and it's something that absolutely stands out to me every time. And it's so silly in its own right. Basically, it's um it's when Nedry slips and falls, and it really sounds like he steps on a banana peel. It's just <laughs> such a strange noise to add to the movie. I don't know why it was chosen, but I'm picturing a fat dude falling over on a banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I mean, well, that's uh, kind of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such an awkward noise, and it just it's wedged into the film. <laughs> I don't oh, know why it was chosen, but uh, like, is that actually is that actually in the film that that noise? Oh yeah. Really? For real? For real? <laughs> <laughs> It just, it's uh, such, it's like a, you know, a cartoon caricature of somebody falling. And I guess maybe they needed it to try to, um, to instill in your head that, oh, he just slipped. That's what happened. You know, I, cause yeah. maybe otherwise without that noise, you I've don't ne- know. I don't know. I've never, ever noticed that sound again. So play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that wheeze sound? That's Nedrin falling over in the film. I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well done for spotting that. I've never yeah. ever in 20 years noticed that sound, Brad. That scene will never be the same again. Oh, no, no not at no, all. No, won't. Every time I watch it now, I'll just picture Nedry on a banana skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's so comical for me and uh, one of those things that just always stands out. Um, and like I said, it's it's sort of like the the Goldblum like uh, playing the drums on his lap. It's just something that was like a, a weird choice, and uh, I love the fact that it's in the film. Oh, I am glad now. <laughs> now you guys gotta like stop. We should pause this just so you can go watch that scene. Yeah, I'll see you in an hour and a half. I'm gonna watch it all. <laughs> Um, let's see. The next one I have here is the Dilophosaurus, uh, you know, attacking Nedry. But uh, even before that, you get to hear all these like unique sounds, like sort of like with the Raptors. It has these like these um, hooting noises. One of my favorite dinosaurs. This one. Yeah, because it has so many varied noises, like the Raptors. It's 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 got that crazy rattlesnake sound with the. I think that's a howler howler monkey, maybe. Let's see. I think I have yeah. that. Yeah, it it says um, howler monkey, rattlesnake, hawk, and a swan. So, <laughs> yeah, I think my favourite one is the swan sound because it's so like misleading. Like that one, yeah. Uh huh. And then <laughs> it's interesting because it it it's one of those things that draws you in as super cute, 
and then you you know you want to pet it, but then it really just destroys you in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that scene freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, I used to hide. Oh, definitely. Hide behind the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it's because I think it's one of those things. Like we we keep talking about, it draws you closer to the film. So you're you're listening to these cute noises. You're like, oh, that's really cute. And then, you know, you think you can play fetch with it, like uh, like he is. And then it, uh... Get the stick! Get the stick! Get the stick! Oh. And that also shows Nedry's character as well, how he didn't care about anything but himself. Yeah, it's kind of, um, it's like, you know, pay attention a little bit. Look at the dinosaurs before you go out into the wild and, Yeah. (laughs) It just sounded like you got attacked by that. Because you you cut off your conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! Also, the like the splatter of that um, venom—it's—it's it's like such yeah. a disgusting noise. Yeah, no, that was quite good. That was quite clever sound effects, really. I just wish that they—they um, they would have done the practicalness bit bit better without the strings being involved, lifting the frill up. Did you have you seen them all? Hey, you know, it doesn't really stand out to me. It's I, my focal point is on the that frill itself. So, yeah. This is brutal, you know? <laughs> that attack there. Oh, we, yeah, we need like to see. We need yeah. to see Dilo's back in Jurassic World 2. Yes, I know. Yeah. I think that's what. Um, There's too many people in Jurassic World. Yeah. Too many people. Yeah. What do you mean, like, too, Yeah, there's too many characters rather than dinosaurs. Yeah. But was, although that Brad Hill seems to think there's too many dinosaurs, doesn't he? And hey, hey, don't think... mix up my name with his. <laughs> Mike Hill. Mike Hill, sorry, Brad. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's like what, what are you doing, man? That's like a, you know. It's blasphemy. Yeah, <laughs> come on. James has been kicked from the chat. <laughs> All right, over. Steve, let's, let's handle this for the rest of the way here. Yeah, that's it. Go, go check your chicken. <laughs> I am. My, my, my dinosaur descendant is looking rather nice, actually, to be fair. Oh God, poor bird. The next, uh, (laughs) the next scene we have is um, another one of those moments where no music is being played, and it's just the atmosphere of the moment, and it's very iconic. It's just rain. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for a sound. But it's one of those moments like you're sitting in that vehicle with them and you you feel like trapped and closed in the dark inside this vehicle. You're, you're helpless. Is this what, – what scene is it that you're uh, talking about? This is the, the T-Rex, T-Rex breakout. Ah, uh, yeah. You hear those what, footsteps. When they're searching, when they're searching yeah. for all the uh, – when the kids are searching for their goggles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the T-Rex is, is coming up. And you hear those footsteps. It, it, yes, yeah. exactly. Maybe it's the power trying to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? But like this entire scene is so iconic. And, you know, it may sound stupid to point out rain, but the different sound of the different vehicles and, and even these goggles here, it's something you won't ever forget. Yeah, I like they um, add in the sounds for them, don't they? They, they sound really cool. Yeah. The when the when the lens comes out. 
It's one of those things that anytime you kind of hear a storm brewing, it almost makes you think of this scene, no matter what. Yeah. Anytime, anytime yeah. you hear like thunder or a loud banging in the background, you know, of, of just a you know normal day, you hear this loud thumping. You're like, oh god, T Rex is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sounds with the um, the railings, the enclosure fence when they start to go. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> and then it brings us really oh. to like the T-Rex in general, you know? All these different noises built in, and it, it's it's a crazy mix, you know? It's It's another one of those ones that's like, built out of so many different things uh you know yeah. it's i have that this list here says baby elephant uh, alligator tiger whale dog so uh oh yeah the dog is is like when it's like chewing the tire and stuff like that it just sounds like um i think the guy actually recorded his own dog like playing with yeah. a chew toy <laughs> i mean just listening to the way that t-rex is sounding you know this is a big animal Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, even if you haven't seen it before. That's a really good point because, you know, all the dinosaurs in these movies are very different sizes. And you have a, a terrifying animal in the raptor, which is small, very small. And then you have uh, T-Rex, which is huge. But they have to have scary sounds. And somehow both tend to be very scary. Yeah. And uh, the Rex itself, when it's when it's attacking, it's not something you want to be, like, <laughs> involved in at any sort. No. You know, anywhere near. And the the way they mixed this is it's one of those things where there's like I said, there's no music. So you get to hear every crunch, every roar, every you know, footstep in that mud. Yeah. Oh. And that's one of my favorite noises, that like elephant. Yeah. Is this like, you know, a lot of people pinpoint this as the most iconic scene. It is There's, one of yeah. it, though. It's definitely one of it. Yeah. I love and, that. I love the elephant sound. I love, you know, it's the same sound that it does when it comes out of the trees, chasing the Gallimimus. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, you think about all the different noises that had to go into this, like all that metal noise, the, the glass crashing. It's like Foley artist's dream, you know? Yeah. Got, here's here's that, this one. I'd love to have a go at that, but just like here's a scene of a dinosaur destroying a car. Just don't end it. What's that? I said like I'd love to hear that uh, to be in charge of that. Just like someone saying, look, James, here's a here's a this is what you got to do. A dinosaur's destroying a, a car. You've just got to make the car <laughs> make it sound like smashing to bits and do grumbles and brilliant. Yeah, I think we should do we should do that like a little contest where you know you take that T Rex breakout scene, and uh, you know add in your own sound effects to see who comes up with the best version. <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd oh, be brilliant! You, oh, but could you imagine some of the noises you're gonna get though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as it involves the Nedry banana, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in this scene, it's it's an, another stupid, stupid thing, but it kind of it kind of gets me every time. It's when um, 
when Grant's fumbling around in the back of the the uh, truck and he's like he's you know sifting through all the map the maps there and then he opens the case and he digs in to that foam and grabs the uh, the flare. I just love for some reason I love that like it's very satisfying that the noise that it makes when he grabs that thing. Let's see if I can find it here. No, it's somewhere right around here. Here it is. You can barely hear it there, but in the film itself, when you have that visual to go along with it, it like it really stands out to me for some reason. Yeah, that's good. But if you skip along, I like, go ahead. I like the sound of the flares. Yes. And freeze! <laughs> good timing, Get man. The kids! Like, like I said, there's so much design going on here. This is like out of control, like epic, all facets. Like the that the ha that little building falling and all oh, this tearing apart here. Yeah. Like you hear like ripping and tearing, and you also hear like the Rex like you know twirling its neck and snapping back and forth, and oh, it's just so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's a, it's like so iconic. But um, uh, I you know I can't help but uh, pinpoint that as one of my favorite scenes of all time. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. On, on any film as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, any film, not just the, you know, the, this series. Yeah. Um, another one that stands out to me is the the <laughs> stupid noise that Grant makes while in the tree with the kids trying to call the Brachiosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. So, but but in general, that whole scene itself, like the brachios in the background, like wailing, you know, it's so awesome. It's a veggie source, Lex. A veggie source. It reminds me of the sound. Do you ever used to the remember talking into a cup? Yeah. Like putting your mouth all yeah. the way into a paper cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's one of those things like I, I do this all the time. I like every time this scene comes on or or like um I guess the uh uh what, what lullaby what is it called, the name of the track? Um a uh, tree for my bed or something like that. Every like time that, that comes on, I'm like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> like just doing that effect with my hands and like. <laughs> that just reminds me of um, finding Nemo. Get, getting pajamas. Oh, yeah, finding Dory. <laughs> finding Dory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, find his Does it sound a bit awkward? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Lex. Dory, you do not speak well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh like I said earlier in the film with the uh with the Brachiosaurus scene, like that scene specifically the the one in a tree, it really like has that atmosphere. You know, that this this one doesn't have music at this at this point. Um so you really feel like you're in that tree and it's like dusk and you're you're listening for these creatures in the background and you hear that that reverb almost that's on them. You know, it doesn't sound like they're right in front of you at first. It sounds like they're yeah. way off in the distance. And then 
he does that stupid call and it brings them much closer. It'd start popping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's only one or two. No, there's five. Yeah. <laughs> God, no, that would, that would, I'm surprised they didn't. They added that, that Nedry noise slipping, but they didn't add that popping yeah. noise every time when their heads came up. <laughs> um, Again, that's video edit number two. Yeah, yeah. Edit that bit. <laughs> time for Tubby Bye Bye. <laughs> Let's see. The next one I have here is, um, where are we at here? Um, this this noise here specifically stands out to me as something quite terrifying. And um, anytime I see a fence, it makes me uh, feel unnerving. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's such, you know, they could have picked any kind of alarm, but for some reason, this one is scary to me. <laughs> yeah, that is like... Get the hell off, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad things will happen. Step away! <laughs> I swear there's a phone... And there a ringtone that's got that noise. It's like, warning, it's the wife. Yeah. Warning. <laughs> yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it is pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> I think Glenn might have it, actually. Let's see if we can find it. <laughs> yeah, but that's one of those things that, like, um, you know, it, it really helps to heighten the moment there and, and provide the fact that Tim has to get off that that fence before he's he's toast yeah yeah oh uh tim the mr destruct indestructible <laughs> tim the mr tim vincible yeah exactly i mean he he is like he's crazy he must have some sort of special like um ability there because he falls out of off of cliffs he you know he climbs out of trees and, and he's saved by the uh the vehicle there yeah he's pretty uh he's pretty awesome yeah, or let's just pick on a little kid. Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think of this? I don't think it would have the same appeal, would it? No, but imagine warning. There's a dinosaur. <laughs> warning. <laughs> Electric. <laughs> Um, let's see here. The next one I have, it's another really dumb one, but it stands out to me. And it's, it's another silent, really silent section where the kids are finally like safe for a moment and they're sitting there at this extravagant like buffet. Some reason it's still sitting there. Um, (laughs) yeah, but this one, this one for some reason always stands out to me as like awkward, weird, and, uh, I just love it. And it's them eating. Oh my god. What are we listening to? <laughs> Here's some jello. <laughs> oh, that's my favourite part. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like it's it's one of those weird things. Like it's it's something that you do not get in movies today. Is that moment to pause and Listen to these awkward noises of a spoon hitting a bowl and, and then like hitting their teeth and then, you know, just the sound of them eating this whatever jello and all these crazy things that they have in front of them. And then that shaking of the jello. It's something so specific to this time frame in movies, I think. 
it's it's weird because you don't really think about them doing it, yeah. Like it's just something you see, don't really think about. No, yeah. But all the little sounds and like they probably um, psychologically have an impact on you without without you realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those little touches that you know, if it wasn't there, you know, nobody would notice. But it, for me, it just kind of like it feels kind of awkward and weird, and I, I really love it. And uh, it's it's in line with the the. The pants clapping and the <laughs> pants clapping. That's a, yeah. that's an awkward way to put it. Um, and uh, you know the Nedry slip. Like, a picture of underpants. It's just because obviously you call them pants, didn't you? Rather yeah. than trousers. Like. Trou- yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the final one I have on um, the final one I have on our list here is um, uh, I'm not going to even introduce it. Just just. Um, Let's take a listen to it here. Turn the volume up so we get the full effect. The greatest finale of all time. (laughs) The best balls. Guaranteed to bring a smile. Yeah, it's like, you know, no matter what is happening, if I'm like doing other things around the house or, you know, just not fully paying attention to the movie, that's one of those moments where I stop what I'm doing, watch the TV. Yep. Like full, I like sometimes I even stand up and get near the TV like a like a, a kid. You know, I'm fully a child that stands up and watches the movie to get closer to that moment. And uh, it's so stupid, but I do it every time. That's probably one of the yeah. best best. Um, despite it being the best like finale of all time of any film, I, in my opinion, I think it's probably one of the best decision making um, things ever for a, a producer and director to do mm-hmm. because that wasn't the original ending was it no yeah the original original ending was the 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 um the skeleton collapsing and stabbing the raptors oh, really? through with the rib cages of the dinosaurs and it falling on them mm-hmm. and they dying through the the skeleton fall Mm-hmm. So that's a lot better way. It's a lot better, isn't it? And it, it makes yeah. also... T-Rex save the day. Yeah, and it makes T-Rex an automatic hero, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, well, yeah. It totally changes. An, un- an unintentional one. <laughs> why they do it in Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World. Well, yeah, that, yeah. At the end, that's the last thing sort of thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened in Jurassic World if if not for this version of the ending. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of those one of those choices, like you said, James, is, is the fact to use that um that moment in the score to to back it because if you listen to the track on the soundtrack yep. it it's different you know it has that more terrifying noise uh, and uh, um not noise but a uh, score that they intended to use but instead they they're like well it this is, sounds too kind of scary so let's let's put this triumphant you know return over top of it and it sounds much better yeah that's a great yeah, decision I'll... yeah all right i got to play it one more time hold on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm changing my underwear. <laughs> so, um, one of the things I did is I went online and I asked everybody, you know, what's your favorite um, moments uh, for sound in these in these films? And yes, I did ask like all the films. So, if you answered anything for any of the other three films, I'll get to them eventually. I put them on the list, so don't I, I didn't forget, but. Um, I picked out the ones that were specifically for Jurassic Park. So here we have uh, Justin Peterson says 
the iconic T-Rex roar, the screams, barks, and screeches of the raptors, the trills and hoots of the Dilophosaurus, and the Brachiosaurus song. So those are those are a few that we specifically touched upon here. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Spaceman Spooky added. Um, he ha- he said, "I will add the gold. I will add Goldblum's laugh in the helicopter." <laughs> Always. I have it. I have it on loop here for for our listening pleasure. (laughs) 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 See now that's. (laughs) 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 This is one of those things that has like infiltrated society here, and uh, social media and. It's become a meme of itself, and people are remixing this this stupid laugh. They're creating like music tabs for it, like songs. Yeah, it's it's cra- yeah, putting it on songs like full remixes with music and everything. It's it's in a crazy choice that was not directed by Spielberg. You know, he's not like I need you to make these specific no- noises and notes. He just yeah. Goldblum just went out there and just did that laugh, and it's uh, forever like seared into our minds. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's quality. Uh, next one here. These are all from Twitter, by the way. This is from and Victoria. Probably my, fa- probably my favorite score as well. On that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, yeah. I love that. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites as well. Um, Victoria's Cantina here says T Rex roar, raptor screams and growls. This is essentially the same. Dilophosaurus roar, Brachiosaurus wail, the falling rain, rushing water, and the soundtrack. Um, Indian Marion says, you know my answer already, and it's the Malcolm laugh, of course. So it's, an- it's, it's another vote for the Malcolm laugh. <laughs> um, not like, you know, it's, when you think of sound design, you're not thinking about, like, laughing. So it's one of those funny things that it's just it just really stands out. Um, yeah. At Fossil Box here says, personally, the birds when the group is waiting for the T-Rex during the tour made a big impression. Uh, that's definitely one we we pointed out as well because it creates that atmosphere, like uh, Spaceman Spooky said in his uh, voicemail. Um, Fossil Box also says Brachiosaurus sounds when they're in the tree, combined with the music, is beautiful and immersive. Um, next one here, it's this is uh, Hunter from the Universal Orlando podcast. He says, "When Malcolm taps on the glass, there there are dinosaurs on your on your dinosaur tour, right?" <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> that glass, I, you know, it's one of those noises too that, like, I uh, I just absolutely love. <laughs> you know, um, it's one of those things. Actually, uh, when I proposed to my now wife, I uh, I did it through a video. I put together these videos at the end of the year. And at the end of the video, I was on the screen and I did that exact thing. I like said, hello. And I, I tapped on, <laughs> I tapped on, like I pretended to tap on the glass and I added that sound effect in there, that glass tapping noise. So you can say that that moment really, um, really, you know, stood strong for me and uh, helped uh, change me in a way. <laughs> and um, I have done it whilst cleaning the windows as well. So <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty too. <laughs> Um, another one here we have Michael Pierce uh, he says the Jurassic Park gates closing I love that satisfying thump it makes so iconic so good um, here it is I think here. I favorited that actually did you oh yeah 
Yeah, I think I might have done. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't hear it as it's much like, here, but oh, so yeah. solid. Yeah, you hear like the creaking as it's closing, as the car is going through. That's just such an iconic shot to begin with, and then that closing, the thump, it means like you're trapped. Like there's no coming yeah. back. Like you're stuck in that world. Yeah, instant instant silence as well, wasn't it? After <laughs> yeah, yeah, because then I guess it uh, changes the scene and goes somewhere else. But um, uh, let's see here. Next one here from Austin Young. It says the growling of the big one followed by the never forgettable clever girl. Um, this is this is a really interesting scene too because there's again there's so many sounds. All those birds chirping and you do get a little bit of a soundtrack here. And it really this is you know even though there's a soundtrack it creates that that pull you in, draw you in feel. Because you know those raptors are out there. Anyway, you can turn it up a little bit. It's quite quiet. Sure. You can hear him pulling apart the gun, silently trying to do it without anybody noticing. I remember the tenseness of this scene, though. Yes. Like, the sweat. (laughs) <laughs> you, can imagine, you can imagine how, how humid he was there. Clever girl. And just those sounds. Oh, the bones crunching. That's, that's Muldoon's um, revenge, uh, revenge for, on Muldoon for being useless at his job. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. There, he they is should all so be destroyed. bad. <laughs> no, you, know, you should. Yeah, he, he could <laughs> shoot her. But no, he doesn't take the time to shoot her. He takes the time to say "clever girl." That's <laughs> it. He should have shot her. You know, yeah, he should have. It, yeah. That that final moment of of his life is so brutal and like so like oh god, you just hear like you said, you hear the bones crushing. You hear. Yeah. Uh, the screams of him and the raptor and like the tearing of flesh it's just so crazy it's so disgusting and uh, i love watching that scene just the way it's shot it's so like um so quick so you can try to like i love that music there as yeah, well. dun, yeah. Dun, dun. something about the way that that scene is shot the pacing of it and I don't know the way like the frames per second. It makes you look like it's moving faster, almost like um, you know I don't you know in the book when when Doctor Wu is talking about these dinosaurs moving too fast and that they should yeah. slow them down because people will think they're fake if they're moving too fast. Well, yeah, that's one of those moments to me that it kind of like speaks to exactly what he's saying. That that raptor is moving so fast and. When you can peek at it through those bushes, it looks so creepy and, and moving so oddly that it, you almost can't believe it, but it, it's actually happening there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Um, let's so, like, go ahead. You know, like, uh, go on, carry on. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> nah, that's all right. <laughs> it's, it's, gone, it's gone out of my head now. <laughs> um, next one here, uh, let's see. Where are we? Um this is from at number tax two, and it's uh, let's sorry, I'm 
stuttering here with this one. Jeff Goldblum's laugh. <laughs> um, the the raptor shriek at the beginning. Nedry's squeal opening the Barbasol can. Actually, I got that one because that one is so ridiculous. Let's uh, let's take a listen. I don't know if I did, we didn't play that before, so let's um let's take a listen. <laughs> That's, That's right. stupid squeal. Ironically, he sounds a little bit like a dilo. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Ironically, the yeah. irony. <laughs> you know, I've never heard a human being make that noise naturally. So, I don't know what is going on there, but it's so strange. And one of those things that even me, I, I'm surprised I didn't put it on my list, but like, it, it really... Like it brings you to that moment, and you're just like, I got to do that noise along with them every time. <laughs> I, it's very tough because I can barely get to that, that like shrieking, ear piercing level. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you just need a can of barbecue somewhere in front of you. Yeah, I guess that's what does it. It sets you off a little bit. Yeah. Um. Also, the the fourth one here for this one is Dern's Run. So uh, let's uh, play that because actually I think a lot of people edit this. Something about that one, it's it's like terrifying in a she's talking to herself in that moment, so it is an interesting yeah, choice. I've never but got that, she looks at him and she's all like limping and being slow and then she tells herself to run. Why why don't she just <laughs> run? <laughs> <laughs> I swear and Yeah, let me uh let me uh one oh one thirty two. You might have to put a raptor sound over his uh Yep. So more sound effects to analyze. Hey, yeah, that raptor sound was really good that we just played, right? Banana slip. Do the banana slip. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know why she does that. It's very strange, but um, it, it is kind of iconic, and it's something that's repeated in Jurassic World. Um, Billy Reed here says the T-Rex roar. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do it again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Goldblum laugh again. Like it, I don't know. It might be a toss-up between who gets more votes, the T-Rex or Goldblum laughing. It will be close. I think the Goldblum will win. I do. I think. I think the Bloom will win it. <laughs> um. Let's see. I don't have this one on hand, but um. Uh, you didn't say the magic word. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh. that one's from uh, oh, yeah. at Sleep of Giants. Heck, <laughs> this heck of crap! <laughs> Please. Samuel <laughs> um, Jackson's got some good lines. Yes, yeah, he does. I do like his um, access in mainframe. Although I, always, I do think he, he should have said, "I'm sick of these mother in Raptors <laughs> and these mother in Islands." <laughs> <laughs> he so should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's one of those guys that like um you look back and, and you look through twitter and stuff and people are like samuel jackson's in that movie i had no idea it's so strange that they don't realize it but he has such a prominent um well not prominent role but he's a small role but he has prominent uh Remember, quotes me- memorable you know roles. yes exactly yeah. like with his hold on to your butts and uh, and uh mm. that that line that you just repeated there so yeah and the constant cigarette in his mouth <laughs> I I love that. It's it's something like anytime something gets stuck there, I'm always like doing that, like it's yeah. just shaking from my lips. <laughs> um, Arturo Garcia here says the final T Rex roar in Jurassic Park. I agree. Yeah. We all agree. It's amazing. 
Yeah. The next one here, uh, Mateus uh, says, Rexy's roar. And the Velociraptor growls. <laughs> um, Rogue Sunrise says, I would say Lex Scream, the Dilophosaurus playing with Nedry, and the T-Rex stomping. Those are some awesome ones. We've already heard all those. Lexi's Scream is pretty decent. To yeah. Be fair. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's quite good on the Lego game. It breaks all the glass. Oh, does it? I still have not played yeah. that game. I don't oh, know why. Mate, missing out. <laughs> I am. Um, Rishi here says Ariana Richards Scream again. Uh, pretty much up there with cinema's all, all-time all bests. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. This dummy. Uh, I'm not calling him that. That's actually his name on, on Twitter. This dummy <laughs> here says... Uh, Number three, Nedry's squeal when Dodgson shows him the shaven cream can. Uh, Lord Dern's guttural run, echoed by Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic World. And number one, the T-Rex. Uh, Tyrant Lizard King, the Rex, could it seriously be anything else? Zach Carlisle says, my favorite sounds have been the uh, raptor scream when they're getting fed the cow in the first film. It was freaky as a kid. And, uh, yeah, we, we totally agree that that one is one of those scariest moments. Sets it up as as a terrifying creature because, I mean, you do see them quickly in the beginning. But this is, like, that really, really terrifying moment. Um, and it's something that you don't – people complain about with Jurassic World is you don't get that scary moment from the raptors. No. Um Patrick and Seven Patrick says T Rex roar, Malcolm's laugh, uh, Raptor screech, Brachiosaurus singing, um, and a few more. But uh, Sarah Welsh says, of course, a T Rex and the Velociraptor hiss, thump. Maybe it's the power trying to come back on. Uh, Fede says T Rex roar, Raptors bark, egg hatching in Jurassic Park, impact tremor, and Brachiosaurus tra- uh, chant. So a lot of those ones really sum up exactly what we've already said. Um, and I just want to get – I know we've been uh, going over a lot of these for a while, but uh, try to touch on everybody because everybody takes the time to to write in. So um, here's a few more on Instagram. Oh, and again, it's another vote for this. It's cool to compartmentalize. It's the weird squeal sound when Dennis opens a barbasol can. Is it the fat man laugh or is it the sound the can makes? Well, um, it's not the can. It's the sound, definitely the, the man. The sound of the can is awesome. Yo, the sound of the can is awesome too. But that that squeal is is unfortunately the sound of a man. Like nobody knows how <laughs> yeah. it's possible. But it's one of them things. If you ever got the prop of the, uh, the barbasol can, and you'd, you'd be really disappointed if you didn't make that sound. Though, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I needed to make all those like mechanical noises and you know the air pressure releasing and everything. But unfortunately, they, the props won't do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Can we take 30 seconds to reflect on, uh, on, on, on Glenn's favorite sound? <laughs> yeah, I do think the bling stuff is a win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got to win. Excuse Dr. Malcolm. I excuse Dr. Malcolm. I excuse <laughs> Dr. Dr. Malcolm. Dr. Dr. Malcolm. 
Um, uh, Jay Jurassic here on Instagram says Rexy's roar at the end of her escape sequence, right after the explorer great. falls down. I love the scene and that roar. And uh, yeah, that roar. I don't have it on on file here, but um, that specific roar right after the the breakout, the final moment of that scene where they transition to the next scene. It's just, it's a very interesting roar, one that you don't really hear. Um, I don't think you really hear it more than one time. It sounds like this weird. It starts, it roars, and then it kind of sounds like it almost reverses. It's weird. I don't know if you uh, understand what exactly what I mean there. What, what part's that again? Sorry? Just at the very end of the breakout, um, right before they transition to the next scene in the control room, I believe, um, there's that, that roar oh, that well, she that does to he's, close when out he's the roaring scene. roaring on top of the car. Yeah. From above the. And it cuts off. Yeah, it, it cuts. Yeah. It has that weird, like like tone to it where it like kind of goes forward and it's, it almost sounds like it reverses like the exact same noise to me. That's so that's the way I've always uh, like, as if they're heard playing it. it backwards. Yeah. yeah it's, no, it's very strange. I like the Rex noise when, uh, it's following the flare. Yeah. Mm. It's sort of like, it's like a bit of a growl. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. Sort of sound. Yeah. Yeah, that scene. <laughs> so many awesome noises there. Yeah. Um Let's see. The one I like as well. You know the bit when, uh, after careful consideration, I decided not to endorse your part. So I like that bit. In the <laughs> background, you can hear them fighting still inside. Yes. Yeah, and I love them to, the sounds of that because you can. It, it's really cleverly done because it sounds like it is inside when they're recording it. It's not just background noise in the in the yeah. foreground. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I totally get that because that's what I was talking about with the Brachiosaurus earlier. Is like they sound where they're supposed to be. You know, they don't sound like yeah. they're right on top of you. No, 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 absolutely not. Like they, they sound like how they yeah how you'd expect them to, and in the right places. Which is mm. always handy. Yeah, let's see. I, I can uh, probably bring that that cue up here. Give me one second. Here's the fighting. Truck pulls up. After careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park. So have I. Yeah, you in the, a yeah. few spots there, you can definitely hear it like roaring in the background. It's if awesome. I'm if I'm right. I believe that's a lion sound. It sure sounds like it, yeah. A lot of it sounds like a lion, you know, just a certain pro- processed a certain way. I yeah. guess. Apparently, you know, uh, for the Lion King, this is completely off subject, right? <laughs> but for the Lion King, you know, when Simba does his roar at the end, apparently they don't use a lion roar for that. They use a tiger's roar because they, it didn't reach the right decibels that they wanted. Really. Yeah, I'm not 100%. I'm about 90, but <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, pretty sure, but I thought that was quite a cool little fact that I found out. <laughs> well, with the way the internet works nothing today... To do with what we're talking about. No, but, the know. way the internet works today, people on, online are going to be like, well, that's confirmed. Let's let's all create a post about it and share it and you know, create a viral campaign that that's exactly what happened. And, and James here said so. <laughs> it's now called the Tiger King. <laughs> the t- yeah, the Tiger King. How could they lie to us like that? I know. Lion. Yeah. It's a lion, lion king. Lion Nedry slip. 
<laughs> um, let's see, where else are we here? I uh, just did that one. Uh, Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic underscore World Two says when Rexy killed the Raptors and roared at the end. Yep, we just played that. Uh, Posorio says T Rex. Uh, CJ Barnett says T Rex roars and Raptor sounds. Uh, Ruffian eighteen. It, hi mom, that's my mom. Uh, says T Rex for sure and the one that killed Nedry, uh, the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I thought you said that. I thought they were just texting in saying hi mom. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. That's my mom. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Bryce, mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Saul underscore T says, obviously the Rex roar, especially the victory roar, the raptor range of sound effects, and all the carnivore uh, growls slash breathing. Um, yeah, we, we totally hit upon all those, especially the range of raptor effects. Um, Perfectly Imperfect 87 says, the raptors, from the opening sequence all the way to the kitchen, whenever you, you heard the raptors, it was always suspenseful. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Second only to Rexy. Um yeah, and Rosie absolutely. Rosie Cat here says makes raptor noises. So that's a that's a good way to end it with a, with a bunch of raptor noises. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I personally I love like the, the purring noise that like I think I've changed my, my opinion, actually. I think the start one I like is a squeal. I think I like that one the best. Yeah. I think since I can do that one the easiest. <laughs> Probably won't. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's one of those those effects. Like, no matter what it is, I always try to replicate it. And I always try to replicate the uh, Dilophosaurus, too. I'm like... <laughs> not not as not as spot on but uh i always have to do it <laughs> you know for a fact all of us as kids every any kid that's listening or anyone that that's all they do i'll do oh, it yeah. all the time when I'm a kid, just trying to mimic the dinosaurs and if if you had any of the toys that's what you did oh, you know absolutely. you made the you learned to make those effects from the movie mm. there's a guy on youtube actually that <laughs> is absolutely nailed the uh, Rapture impression. I'll have to do it. Steve, Sam Sam found it from Jurassic okay. Park. He knows what what it was, the video. It, I'll have to ask him to see if he can find it. And we'll, Brad, we'll send it the video yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely. so I'd funny love to play that. because he's actually, he, he's too good at the Rapture impression <laughs> that it's, it's embarrassingly funny that he's too good at it. But I'll have to send you that video. As yeah, far. definitely. I'd love to add that to the uh, to the episode. Um, but that that wraps up everything here. I know that was this is a longer one. I mean, uh, it, it's tough because there's so much. We probably missed a whole ton of things. Oh, so to if, be fair, I could talk about the Lost World. Yes, we could talk about Jurassic Park Three. There's, there's obviously Tranodons in that. You've got the mm-hmm. Spinosaurus. Yeah, Ceratosaurus. Well, don't spoil it. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we will we will um, get to it. And um, I'm looking forward to their ones. Yeah, just one final one from Jurassic Park. The Velociraptor's claw tapping on the floor. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I can probably I can probably pull that up. But yeah, it's like we probably missed so many different ones um, because like throughout the entire movie, it's just like never ending like sound effects and foley and all kinds of different noises and stuff. So. Uh, if we did miss any, um, definitely like write in, tell us what we missed. That way we can, um, you know, 
redo it. Sorry, I'm playing all the uh, effects here. I'm trying to. Well, we can make sure. Yeah. Well, if we miss it, we'll just mention it, I guess, in the in the next. Exactly. Um, yeah, we'll do like a little follow up. Yeah. yeah. The chances are, if it was a maybe a raptor noise that we missed off, like it's going to be in the Lost World as well. So. Yeah, well, yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, they, they tend to use the same effects, and sometimes there's new ones. And here we have that raptor claw, just so we could uh, play that. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. And it's, <laughs> it's freaky, because you know it's thinking when it's moving. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's always stroking his beard. <laughs> 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 yeah so that that sums it up like i said and if you think we missed any send me an email uh, jurassicparkpod at gmail.com or you can go to our website uh, jurassicparkpodcast.com we have a, a contact form so you could submit something on there if we missed anything and uh, we'll definitely include your your thoughts on the next one we'll we'll go back and revisit some and then along we'll hit um uh, the lost world too so um we'll, we'll hit them and we'll follow them up and we'll do all the sequels here and uh, have these guys back on because you know it's just so fun to uh, analyze all this stuff with you guys yeah, yeah it's, good it's, always, it's always a pleasure coming on mate yeah man so definitely yeah. Oh, wait, before we later, before mate. we get out of here actually where can everybody find you guys we're at um jurassic unicast on both twitter and facebook and youtube and uh i've i've got my personal account i can't what is it at james <laughs> what is it brad <laughs> i believe it's james underscore hawkins 20 oh no 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 uh, underscore james hawkins 24 80. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't ever take your own name in, do you? So you can no, know. yeah. I don't remember your own phone number, innit? But, but we, we do most of our stuff through Jurassic Unicast anyway. Like any any type of um, uh, Minecraft or videos that Steve's uploaded or, or done anything or on Twitter, it's generally yeah. through the Jurassic Unicast. Yeah, I don't come, um, my personal one. You guys got anything uh, lined up soon? Um, uh, we, yeah. yeah, go on. Um, yep. Well, at the moment, we've got two things going on at the moment. We're rebuilding Jurassic World um, in more detail than our other one. Oh, uh, so much better already. We, yeah, we've we've done like literally picture. two buildings and it's already better than the whole of Main <laughs> Street we did them before. So. Nice. Yeah. And um, just a little side project on, because um, I know it's like obviously Pokemon's coming back in now. Um, we're going to start building all the Pokemon stuff, aren't we? Nice. Yeah. But we haven't quite haven't quite worked it out yet. That's that's uh, that's like in the future. But yeah. um, to be fair, we've uh, took a break from Minecraft for a while. We've had other games that we've been yeah. playing, but um, we're yeah, we're gonna try. And, we'll get back into it because it's always it's one of them games you can just sort of go back to and not. Do you know I mean and pick off where you left off? So. Yeah, but that's but yeah no, that's, uh, that's, that's what we've got going so far. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll put all the links and everything in our show notes. Make sure everybody uh, goes check that out because um, you guys you guys do some awesome stuff. I love watching all those Minecraft videos. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Even, if you. even if it's not your cup of tea, do you know what I mean? It's just like we do put the time, time and effort in and uh, Steve started to do some time-lapse videos instead so you can see the, the final project done within like a couple of minutes, which is always yeah. uh, quite good. So, um, 15 minute builds reduced down to 30 seconds so if you haven't got 30 <laughs> seconds to look at the video then what's yeah there's something wrong with you <laughs> come on 
Just spend that 30 seconds, watch the video because these things are awesome. Even watch the 15 minute ones because it's, you know, for me, I like playing Minecraft as well. So it's fun to watch how you do all this stuff um, because I know I can't do it. So I'll watch you guys do it instead. Just lots of practice yeah. anyway. But we've also got our podcasts on there as well from that we've had with you, Brad, over the Star Wars ones on there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and podcasts that we've done with Smithy, uh, MC Smith, or Smithy MC, yeah. who's a big... Uh, Minecrafter. Minecraft YouTuber and uh, previous podcasts that we've done between just us Jurassic Unicast guys all together, um, which have been quite funny. Um, but yeah, no, give it a check out. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on and uh, we'll do it again soon for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Take it easy, guys. Take care, mate. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 67th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, I need to thank Steve, James, and Glenn for joining us to talk about the amazing sounds of Jurassic Park. If there's anything you think we missed, send them our way and we'll make sure to cover them when we come back for the sounds of the Lost World. Don't forget to take a look at our new video section on our website. We have all the latest YouTube versions of the podcast, along with any other videos we may post. Give it a look, and don't forget to share it with your friends. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast, and our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, segment ideas, top fives, or comments to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give her a voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy.
So you two, um, big up, big up dinosaur. Big up, big up dinosaur. Oh.